This is Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International, a non-denominational end times ministry dedicated to fulfilling a divine commission to trumpet forth warnings from God concerning the imminent second coming of Christ and the impending judgment of God upon the ungodly. God has sent Dr. Hansen to many nations of the world with a solemn warning to the political and religious leaders and citizenry to repent of their sinfulness and wickedness or face the catastrophic judgments that will soon be unleashed upon the unbelieving world. Listen now to the warnings of our compassionate and merciful Creator conveyed through His faithful prophetic spokesman, the host of Warning Radio, Dr. Jonathan Hansen. This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen. I'm the president of World Ministries International, as well as Eagles Saving Nations. Go to my website, worldministries.org. That's worldministries.org, and you can check it out. I especially want you to join Eagle Saving Nations. We've got to have a great awakening. We've got to stop this communist takeover of America. And ladies and gentlemen, only the church can stop it. Special guest, Bishop Tobias Nehemiah out of Nairobi, Kenya. That's in East Africa. Uh, Tobias, welcome back. Thank you so much for having me again here. Wherever you're watching or listening in the United States or around the world, whether it's on television, social media, listening on radio, shortwave, welcome. I want to talk a little bit. When I walked in the studio, Tobias, I heard you listening to an interview in Uganda on uh, homosexuality. Yes. In Uganda. Yes. Why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about what you heard? Well, is this lady who is claiming to be a guy and the guy on the other hand there's somebody who knows the the guy and is telling the guy you cannot be a woman uh, say you're a woman yet you're a man so he was giving he was giving this uh, person who is claiming to be a, a guy that there is a difference between a banana and a cucumber just let him the person know that is a woman who was created that way and it cannot be a change to be a man. Yeah, this is um, a ludicrous idea, yet it's all over the world now, and uh, it's all over America, because we're in a world that's upside down, so to speak, with our morality, what is good is evil, and what is evil is good. And um, we are in a situation, because I believe, Tobias, the church has failed um, all over the world. I do not believe that... Anywhere in the world you can see the church actually strong and healthy or you'd see the nation strong and healthy. And all over the world, this is a problem, Tobias. Yes, the church is accepting what the world is taking to be true and not true. So if the church was against it, even people would stop and say, why are the church against it? God is the wrong thing. I don't understand why a church would accept a gay or a, or a, or a, lesb- a lesbian. And some of them have gone as far as ordaining them. Ordaining the gay, gaining the, the lesbian to be ministers in the church. It's unfortunate that the church is taking that, that stand. In America, the founding fathers of America believed in the God of the Bible. 
As a result, the law's values of the land were initiated from the Bible. Judeo-Christian values, morality, and ethics were taught by Jesus Christ, were embraced and enforced in society throughout the courtrooms, classrooms, and political arenas of our nation, as well as in the home. It was a standard of morality which set up set us apart from the rest of the world and caused us to be the most prosperous nation in history. See, this is what made America great, Tobias. And around the world, you come in Africa, you used to look to America as a, a, a standard of morality and, and honesty and justice. And now, you don't see it in America. Yes, yes, Pastor, it's true. We don't see it in America. But it's just not just America. It's all over. But of course, America has influence in other countries, other continents in the world because they, are the, they have been the superpowers of the world. But again, we've uh, forgotten the fact that God made man and a woman. We are different. The creation was that God, we were created, man was created to dominate. But when man has, has uh, had left his responsibility to dominate, then other things take over like, like, the, like, like what you call the communists. George Washington said, reason and experience both have forbidden us to expect that national mor morality can prevail and the exclusion of religious principles. That's the first president of the United States. John Quincy Adams said the glory of the revolution was the bonding of government and Christianity. In other words, he said you really could not distinguish it. The morality should be the same. It was founded on Jesus Christ. In the year 1811, the Supreme Court ruled that it was unconstitutional to remove the Bible from school curriculum. At that time, the court sentenced a man who tried to remove it to three months in jail. Now, just listen to American history. In 1878, Reynolds versus the United States government, the Supreme Court ruled that Christianity and government could not be separated since government is built upon the Bible and Christian beliefs. John Jay, the first chief justice and one of the three authors of the Constitution assured and asserted, quote, it is the duty of the nation to see that it has Christian leaders. Are you just listening to bias to some of the history of America and the leaders of America? Yes, it's very interesting what they believe in. And I think that is well spelled in your preamble of your Constitution. Uh, but unfortunately, the church has left its responsibility as far as uh, teaching morality is concerned. We've gone back to secular life, and that's why we are seeing all these, uh, uh, these ideas that are coming in that are not godly into our churches, into our nations, because the church is no longer salt of the earth like we are supposed to be. Well, the definition of hedonism is the philosophy that pleasure is the sole or chief good in life. It professes that the pursuit of pleasure is the ideal aim of conduct. That seems to be what people are pursuing in every nation. Yes, yes, yes. Even people in the church. Yes. Pleasure is what they're seeking in life. They're not seeking the kingdom of God, to extend the kingdom of God, to promote righteousness and morality according to Jesus Christ. They're seeking 
pleasure. That's the soul or chief good in life. Isn't all of a sudden people are pursuing hedonism? The pleasure, pleasure for one minute. Pleasure is just for a minute. And uh, you enjoy your pleasure for one minute or five minutes, then the next time you are damned with that pleasure. So it's high time the church go back to its roots. And the nations that, that were established on Christianity like America go back to where they were, especially what you've been reading about the founding fathers and the, and the, and the judges, early judges. We need to go back there so that the church can be strong again and bring back morality into the world. I'll tell you what, President Museveni in Uganda, you were listening to that interview. I think one thing you found so shocking is you knew President Museveni totally totally rejects, hates homosexuality. Yes, Museveni thinks that uh, people that are claiming to be homosexual are, are is not, uh, they like they say, they, they were created, they say they were not created, think it's just uh, something in their mental sense is wrong. He thinks something is wrong with their head. He doesn't believe that these people he doesn't believe that there is something like homosexuality. He brings, he believes like it is like something that uh, we are, I'm forgetting the word, but it's like they, he believes that uh, there are imaginations that people imagine. It's not true, according to him. So he thinks homosexuality is a mental disease. Yes, he thinks so. A mental disorder. He thinks so, yes. Well, <laughs> I believe in a psychiatric study for mental disorders, DSM-3. Um, that's what psychologists and psychiatrists used to think. It, it's a mental disorder. Tobias? Yes, I think he believes that it is a disorder that the world, that those people that believe in homosexuality and gayism and whatever and uh, transgender is not true because he doesn't, he is thinking that if these things were there, why were they there before? Why are they coming in now? Why were they people propagating for it now and not then? Well, I think what's happening is all of a sudden, if we want to say the world elite, the United Nations, the New World Order is promoting this anti-Christ morality and ethics. And so now it's becoming, uh, they're trying to push it as a standard uh, of morality. They're trying to push it and make it a law of alternate lifestyles where before it was condemned in every nation. Yes. And I think this, it is what uh, most of the UN is trying to push. They're trying to push that uh, people, the people that claim to be gay or transgender they are just the way they are so they should be left like that and so they push it towards to even to other nations in africa that unless you i'm sorry to say this unless you you agree with it then you cannot get funds again you're watching the warning program or listening to it this is dr hansen i'm the president of world ministries international as well as eagles saving nations go to my website worldministries.org that's worldministries.org i have bishop tobias nehemiah out of nairobi kenya east africa we're talking today on homosexuality how it's being pushed all over the world what used to be condemned now they're trying to make it normal uh yet society itself other than being brainwashed is totally still against it but again the united nations uh the european union the new world order the world elite what they're really attacking is god god they're trying to move remove the morality of god christian morality christian judeo values and beliefs out of society 
because they are trying to control society. And so if we believe in in God and, and the God of the Bible, uh, then what they're doing cannot be as uh, established. And so there, it's really, I believe, in a direct attack on God, a direct attack on the family. They're trying to break up the family is the yes. backbone of the nation. It's the government, so to speak. They're trying to destroy the family, God's government on earth. Tobias? Yes. The Bible is very clear, Dr. Hansen, when we said God created man and a woman. He didn't create both men and uh, both men and both women to be to produce. He said God created a man and a woman and he said go and reproduce. I wonder how a woman and a woman can reproduce. And just like you say, <laughs> there's an attack on, on God. God's agenda. God's agenda is being attacked. People who don't believe that there is a God are attacking, are attacking God and they're bringing it, it to the world. Whereas we know that God created just two people, a man and a woman. And their, his agenda was to go and reproduce. How does a man and a man reproduce? I don't know. Well, again, they, they know this, but yet it's a direct attack on the values of God, the morality of God, yes. the ethics taught all the way through the Bible. In other words, that gives man liberty and freedom, and they're trying to control man. This is sheer tyranny. They're trying to control people in every nation. They're playing God themselves. Tobias? Yes, I think they're playing God themselves, and this is, this is telling us that Jesus is about to come back, whether they believe it or not, because... Uh, these are the things that Paul talks about in Romans chapter 1. Paul is very clear in Romans chapter 1. You can read Romans chapter 1 from verse 19. Always says they changed the image of God into something else. And now we are trying to change the image of God that God created. And it is unfortunate that that is happening. And the people of the world are trying to push it. And unfortunate, some of our Christian brothers are accepting it. Well, I've, I've taught this before on this program, but uh, the federal Council of Churches is a communist covering. They are over again the American Council of Churches. They're over again uh, the Geneva-based World Council of Churches. This is a communist covering. That's what mainline churches belong to. In other words, Episcopalian, Presbyterian, United Methodist. Uh, we get into the mainline churches, the Lutherans, and on and on and on. They nullify sin. That's why politicians go there. They nullify sin. They are promoting, again, a very liberal agenda. They take away the morality of the Bible. Ladies and gentlemen, these are mainline churches. And so that's why the Episcopalians and the Anglicans uh, are no longer together in, in Kenya. Now, what used to be Episcopalian are Anglican. And they, they said, because we do not believe in what you're doing. Uh, you're backing abortion. You're backing homosexuality. We do not believe this is more God's morality. And we are separating you. That's why in Kenya, it's, it's the Anglicans. Yes, the Anglican church in Kenya doesn't really agree with the Anglican Church in England on the basis of that they, on the basis that the Anglican Church in England openly embraces homosexuality and they want Kenyan Anglican Church to join them and they said no we can't do that we know what is a man we know what is a woman February 2011 issue of Whistleblower Josephara states George Washington believes sodomy in infamous 
or I should say an infamous crime, that was to be abhorred and detested. In the case of the court-martial of Lieutenant Frederick Gotthold, tried in March 10, 1778, his sentence was to be drummed out of the camp with infamy never to return. William Blackstone wrote the commentaries on law, once the very foundation of American legal jurisprudence, could scarcely bring himself to mention the subject of homosexuality, sodomy, which he called a disgrace to human nature. Mm -hmm. Thomas Jefferson authored a bill penalizing sodomy by castration. Thomas Jefferson, a, a president of the United States. In New York, the penalty for the detestable, abominable vice of buggery was hanging. Likewise, Connecticut laws required the death penalty. Georgia was a little more liberal, the penalty being life imprisonment at hard labor. Maine, Pennsylvania, South Carolina, and Vermont all prescribed sentences from one year at hard labor to death. John Adams, the founder of the United States Navy, said in October 13, 1798, we have no government armed with power capable of contending with human passions, unbridled by morality and religion. Our constitution was made only for a moral and religious people. It's wholly inadequate for the government of any other. Tobias, did you hear what, again, <laughs> the states and the president said in America, and they said, we have to be run by Christians, or this nation, the government will fall apart? I think that's the answer. We're not run by Christians. We know. I think that is very impressive for what they believe. You know, when you go back to the Bible, homosexuality is equated to sodomy. You And the, the Bible was very clear about it. When you are, you are a sodomite, you are stoned to death. Uh, and I think we don't read our Bible these days. And Okay, some people don't believe. They say we don't believe in the Old Testament, Old Testament but that doesn't matter. It is still the word of God. So we need to know sodomy is condemned in the Bible and homosexuality is sodomy and it is still condemned. Well, we've discussed it before that the Bible was one book. Uh, man separated Old and New Testament, but we already discussed that all through the Old and New Testament, grace was there. All through there. All through the Old and Te New Testament, sin was there. It was yes. already there. Yes. So it doesn't matter what you want to say, Old, New Testament, sin and grace were there. The only difference is Jesus died in what they consider the New Testament. In other words, he nullified the law of sin and death, meaning we don't have to be eternally judged, damned, separated. Now, if we repent, we can have eternal life, but we have to repent. We can no longer go and sin, Tobias. Yeah, I think we need to repent. Repent because you cannot keep sinning and thinking the grace is going to be, be there for us. If we don't repent... Jesus is giving us opportunity to repent. Come back to come back to him. Say, come unto me, he that are live and weary, and I shall give you rest. Some of us that are propagating or perpetuating for homosexuality need to go back to Jesus and read the Bible and repent. And God will forgive us. And God will forgive them as well. As followers of Jesus Christ, we love the homosexual person the same as we love the person guilty of lying of adultery or murder, but we must not forget that the actions mentioned are sins. Homosexuality is a sin. Prior to 1973, it was a crime in America as it had been throughout the other nations of the earth. The religions of the world, including Islam, look at homosexuality as a sin. Yes. In Islam, the penalty is death. 
Today, the United States, along with the United Nations, is trying to influence all nations to accept homosexuality as an alternate lifestyle. They're putting pressure on nations to change their constitutions or forfeit receiving financial aid or other benefits. Pastor Tobias? Lifestyle, you say, is <laughs> interesting. It's what they call is my swag. It's your swag, but it's against the word of God. It's against the Bible. If God had intended to that we be almost, He would have created that, or even transgender, like they say, they promote it now. God would have made that provision. And why are we doing it right now? It is a sin. We have to call it a sin, Doctor Hansen. It is a sin, and the Bible condemns it. And there is no way, no way, no word against. I mean, that we can say against it. We as Christians are in a spiritual and cultural battle where we must label behaviors such as homosexuality as sin and quit compromising because of our fear of criticism or being threatened. We must not sit back, as Christians did in Germany, and allow evil people and leaders to destroy America, making laws to arrest Christians and ushering this nation into the new world order. Instead, we must take back America's morality through evangelism, utilizing fearless preaching and teaching of the truth such as we heard by godly men like Charles Finney, John Wesley, Billy Sunday, and others. Pastor Tobias? Yeah, I think it's time the church go back to to be what the church is meant to be and call, the, call out for the repentance of our nation, repentance of our churches, and uh, really claim back our nations. Otherwise, we, we will be, the, the world is going, we will be damned. Ladies and gentlemen, worldministries.org, worldministries.org. That's my website. Join Eagle Saving Nations. We're trying to have a national repentance all through America and other nations. Worldministries.org. Join Eagle Saving Nations today. And also give give a love offering to keep us on your local station. If you want to help Pastor Tobias in Africa, uh, donate and, and designate his name to it. Now listen and watch The Science of Judgment and order that book now. It shows you what is happening and what will happen to every nation who continues in sins of abomination. God bless you. Reverend Dr. Jonathan Hansen has written a book titled The Science of Judgment. God is predictable. There is a scientific pattern for the rise and fall of nations throughout history. We need to understand the laws or the rules of design regarding prophecy and judgment. When it comes to the laws of judgment and prophecy, denominational or personal belief systems have nothing to do with the reality or the certainty of the rule of judgment. Dr. Hansen's objective is to warn leaders of nations of the second coming of Jesus Christ and the plagues or judgments that are coming upon these peoples and nations that reject Jesus Christ as Savior according to the Scriptures. Dr. Ronald E. Cottle, founder and president of Christian Life School of Theology, states that this book is a must-read for Christians and other leaders in the United States and in other nations. It is clear, powerful, and well-reasoned. We all owe a debt of gratitude to Dr. Jonathan Hansen for the years that have gone into the research and writing of the science of judgment. This book has more than 300 pages, divided up in five sections. Part 1, The Science of Judgment, has chapters titled such as The Laws Regarding Prophecy and Judgment, Patterns of Apostasy, Purpose of Chastisement, Standards for Justice and Mercy, God Forgives When People Repent, God Holds Nations Responsible for What Leaders Do, Parental Responsibility, The Feasts of the Lord, Solomon's Transgressions and Their Consequences, Righteous Kings versus Evil Kings, Example of King Jehoshaphat, Ungodly Alliances, God is Predictable, 
God holds people accountable. Man can turn into an intelligent beast to do evil. Section 2, The Deception of the Theory of Evolution, has chapters titled as Problems with the Theory of Evolution, Evolution and Racism, Darwin's Hatred of Christianity and its Fruit. Section 3, Why Must There Be Judgment, has titles such as The Fall of America and Her Destruction, Cult Christianity, Radical Liberal Politics. Section 4, Kings, Dictators, and Presidents, with the following chapters listed as People Choose Their Nation's Leaders, Qualifications for Godly Leadership, Romans 13, Delegated Authority, Satan is in charge of this world, not Jesus. If laws violate conscience, we must disobey. Finally, part five, so what must we do? These chapters are listed as, we are in a cultural war, our responsibility to a hostile government, the Christian's science of judgment. With turmoil ever increasing throughout the nations as Bible prophecy is coming to life right before our very eyes, one must read the science of judgment to have a clear understanding of these events and the reasons why. Call 360-629-5248, 360-629-5248, that is 360-629-5248, and request your copy of The Science of Judgment for a donation of $35 or more, plus shipping and handling. Thank you, and shalom. Now here is my friend, Scott Farah, and he's going to help you with your business. Scott? Jesus teaches us that we should never do anything without making a plan first. Most small business owners fail to follow this biblical principle and do not have a written plan for where they want to be in one year, three years, five years. Yet every large business has a written plan. Many who wish to start their own businesses do not develop a plan first. This is one of the major reasons that 80% of all small businesses fail within the first five years. God worked through me to develop a unique educational program for business people. Quite frankly, this program has changed people's lives. If you currently own a business or if you're thinking about going into business for yourself, you need the independence program. Visit our website, independenceprogram.training, and if you choose to purchase this unique educational program, make sure that you use promo code WMI. It will give you a 5% discount. So if what you have just heard resonates with you, and if you care and you want to be an unsung hero, I implore you, please take a few seconds to call us today and leave a message with a short prayer for us, because we need to know that you are with us and care enough to be part of the spark with us so that together we can move God to send a great awakening that can reverse the inevitability of God's coming judgment, according to what God spoke in Jeremiah 18, 7, and 8. We believe that if you join hands with us, together we can save America from certain catastrophic judgment. So call now, okay? Dial 360-629-5248 and say a short prayer for us in your message and leave your phone number too, okay? So one more time, 360-629-5248. Thank you and God bless.